1: Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, TV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and right there you'll see at the top of the page two videos. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can play that up until 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time he'll go live, and I do think he'll be live today. I know he was traveling yesterday. I wasn't I can't keep up with all the details of itineraries and stuff like that. But anyway, if you want to, that's in the schedule here uh, at the top of the page. But on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live now. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then there's a Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. And we're streaming live to Rumble on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Okay, So go up there, change it from video to channel if you're doing a search. Put in Sons of Liberty Radio Live, all one word, and you'll find our channel there and you should be able to see the one that's live. Also, we're streaming live on beforeitsnews.com at the top of the page there. We appreciate those guys letting us on. And DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for a newsletter. Uh, do that and you'll get one email from us an evening, each evening. And those are all the articles that we have on the site. I'll be mentioning some of the headlines here in a moment. And then if you would like to support us and you agree with our message, you can click on the Donate button and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, and we appreciate all of your support. Our store is available. Lots of products in there. Great conversation starters and such. This week we're highlighting the um, Cowards Will Not Preserve the Republic t-shirts. Again, these come in a variety of colors, from blue to green to military green to military gray Red, Heather, red, and Heather something else. I, 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 she's Stephanie got a lot of different colors here. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. You, you got something that, that all of you will like. Blue, indigo, all this kind of stuff. You can check it out. They're normally $20. Uh, this week only through Saturday at midnight. You can get these for 20% off when you use the promo code PRESERVE. Pretty easy. PRESERVE is your promo code. You get 20% off, but that's only through Saturday at midnight. Now, I've got... Uh, two videos that I wanted. Well, let me, let me do the highlights of, of the, the tales that we have here on uh, Sons of Liberty Media. Okay. First one is uh, Bradley's yester- uh, sh- new article from yesterday. History teaches us that corruption in some governments was not tolerated. You heard the true story of Sosomnes. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, yeah. And if you guys who are looking by way of the video platforms, you see they're skinning the guy. He was a judge, he was a corrupt judge, and his sentence was to be skinned. He appointed his son as the next judge, and the seat that his son sat on was covered in the skin of his father to teach him not to do the same thing. Now, it's pretty violent, it's a pretty bad end for the man, but he became a corrupt judge. And um, so, yeah, you can check that out at SonsLibertyMedia.com. That's the latest from Bradley. Also, a show from yesterday. This is what happens when men exercise their rights in gun-free zones. You guys have probably seen the news on the explosion at the Hoover Dam. Um, we've got video there. And uh, they say a transformer uh, you know, blew up or whatever. It wasn't any, any problem with the uh, you know, electricity and this, that, and the other. Yeah, okay. If that's what you say, we'll find out, though. Also, you remember this guy? Uh, Simon Campbell, remember this dude, he, I mean, he went off on, <laughs> on the school board calling the guy Benito Mussolini, and then near the end he goes, and you too, Benito, you know, he was really giving them down the road about what the law was, uh, even a Supreme Court ruling says, hey, you know, vigorous debate, even of attack, name-calling, whatever, of your representatives is protected under the First Amendment. Well, guess What? That school board had to pay out more than $300,000 in a settlement to pay for the attorneys for these guys who had their comments censored and deleted. But the interesting thing was the individual payouts to the persons involved. They got $17.91. Do you know what that was for? That was the year the First Amendment was ratified. It was symbolic. They weren't out after the money. They were out after... Keeping these guys to the law—that's what they were out for. Uh, check that out at sonslibertymedia.com. And then this one is uh, is really great. Some of you guys have probably seen this guy, Nick Bost- Bostic. Um, he was a pe- a pizza guy. He's riding down the road. He sees that a house is on fire. I mean, it's really in on fire. It's engulfed in flames. He run. He was going to call nine one one. Didn't have his phone. Ran into the house. There was like an 18-year-old babysitter and some some children, and he gets them out of the house, and then he's informed there's another child still in the house, so he goes back into the house, finds a little girl, brings her out. He's got some um, he's got some burns and, and things, but what I wanted to do was you can see the video from the from the. Um, Uh, the police guys there, the body cams that they've got. We've got that at SonsLibertyMedia.com. But you'll see, some of you on the video platforms will see some of that as they play it. I want to play this short little interview with Nick. It's only about three minutes. And listen to what, listen, I mean, he's just a regular old guy. But he's a hero at heart, risking his life to go in here and do this. Take a listen to Nick.
2: And that hero you just heard about, uh, Nick Bostic, joins me exclusively right now. Nick, great to see you. So as as I understand this story, you come to the house, right, it's on fire. You don't know if people are inside or outside. You run in and you find out that what, the the, the family was sleeping when this fire was burning?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm assuming the family was asleep. Um, It took a few moments before uh, people came flying out of the top stairs door. uh, but yeah, um, I was, I went in through the back door, was hollering um, if anybody was in there, and uh, I've made it like three steps up the staircase, and then out poured uh, for the, the the older the the for the children, other than the six-year-old, you know. Um, so I turned around in front of them and let them out the back door, and um, I asked them if, who else was left, left in there, if anybody, and they said that um, the two-year-old or no, the six-year-old was in there. So uh, I went back in there and, and Nick, to tell, search for him.
2: Yeah, tell me about that because it, this is when the, the, the smoke is all over inside the house. The flames are starting to shoot up. Tell me about going back in for the six-year-old.
4: It was dark. Um, it was dark. Um, it was real silent. It was like a silent death killer um, for sure, I would call it. Um, when I went back inside and upstairs, and got finished looking upstairs, started to go uh, to the stairs to go back down to look at the first floor. When I got there, uh, smoke was already filled up up halfway up the staircase, and it wasn't just like light smoke, medium smoke, heavy smoke. It was like real heavy, like real heavy smoke. Um, I made my way down there, um, and I heard I heard the infant or the six-year-old. I heard her crying, and um, as you'll probably heard it, I doubled over my shirt. And I went down there with my eyes closed and my hand reached out and I used my ears to guide me to her, her voice and um, I picked her up and I ran to the stairs. Well, I ran to the back door But I couldn't find it. I felt like I was getting more lost the further I'd go and try and find it It should have just been straight from the a straight shot to the staircase when you it went in from the back door But it didn't it didn't <laughs> Wasn't like that for some reason I guess that night, you know, so I went back upstairs where I seen light. Yeah, and um, I tripped at the last staircase and fell, um, got back up, made it to the window in that bedroom of the side of the house. I went to ripping blinds off. The string got caught around um, Kehlani's leg or ankle and I had to stop all of what I was doing and make sure that was completely unwrapped from around her. Otherwise, that was gonna put my choice in in saving her life and mine and hers in jeopardy. You know, so. Hey I Nick, gotta I got it. I
2: got to go in about fifteen, fifteen seconds. Tell me about what injuries did you have?
4: Um, I got a real deep laceration on my forearm. Wow. Um, blisters, oh, a numerous amount of blisters. I'm recovering great though. No broken bones. I'm ready Nick, to go, Muhammad. Uh, ready, buddy.
2: Listen, Nick, I got to I got to run. Uh, thank you for your bravery, masculinity. We'll be right back.
4: <laughs> hey, Sean Hannity here. Well, hey, okay, here. Sean,
1: chill. Anyway, uh. I just I thought that this is some good news. We get a lot of bad news and you know, here's a guy. He's a pizza delivery guy. Just he's the ordinary Joe that's in your community. He's you and me in essence. And he goes in risk his life um wow. Just well done, Nick. Well done. And if you guys want to help him, this is there's a link at suncelebritymedia.com bottom of the article there when you see the videos. They I know everybody doesn't like GoFundMe. I get it. I get it. But that set up, you know, as of yesterday, even with the inflation, with people dealing with the stuff that they're dealing with, they still raised over $300,000 for this young man. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's really it's really great that people have have supported him. And uh so well done Nick. I just wanted to throw that out and then I got one quick one. This is under a minute. This is a commercial for Bernie Sanders. I'm not promoting Bernie Sanders, okay? But I did <laughs> upload it on the Rumble because what he says is true. It's just it's his ideology that's allowing the corruption. This is what he he's not putting two two together, I don't think, or he knows it and he's trying to cover for it. This is what happened When they funded Moderna for the fraudulently referred to vaccine, the COVID shot, all right? Hang on, listen to this. The CEO of Moderna recently received, got this, a $926 million golden parachute.
4: Now, can you believe it? We are fighting and struggling to make sure that our people are vaccinated in this country and around the world. Federal government puts $2.5 billion into Moderna to develop a vaccine,
1: and this guy walks away above and beyond his other stock with over $900 million in golden parachute. That is how corrupt... And criminal the system is it is so out of control that it really literally is hard to believe all right so here's the irony Bernie Sanders voted for two and a half billion dollars to be given to Moderna okay and he doesn't understand that he they never had the authority to give Moderna $2.5 billion in the first place. So who's criminal and who's corrupt here? All of them, including Bernie. And that's what he doesn't want to tell you. All right. Now, this is, Con- this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and as always, I have with me the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn.
3: Well, good morning. Wow. What a what a shucking jive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what it is.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like Virginia Fox. You know, she'll sit there uh, as one of the House Republicans uh, for education and labor and go, oh, look at how corrupt the Biden administration is with education. Look at all the stuff they're doing. And she's part of the administration. Yep. So go figure. Yep. But anyway, we are going to be talking today about the bipartisan Safer Community Act, or as we should be calling it, the uh, Congress has your community under a thumb. So uh, let's just point out that uh, while you've been pointing out some of the corruption in Florida, I did a show uh, on Monday for the Liberty Bells with a Floridian named Brandy Ann. She was talking to uh, to me about the land grabs that are going on in Florida for the sustainable development goals so hopefully that archive will be out as well but this uh, safer community act that's bipartisan the two sponsors uh main sponsor and co-sponsor are uh marco rubio and rick scott of florida Ah. So in the archives, you will get not only the PDF version of this particular de facto rule, as I call it, but you'll also get some information about both of them, because both of them, if you'll notice, uh, they're up for re-election. The major uh, funder for Rubio is a pro-Israel political activist organization and they have a pro-Israel video of all the candidates they're endorsing for 2022. So why don't we start there, if we can? Yep there there you can find his uh, his funding links. That's on Open Secrets. You can find it there. But I wanted folks to see the particular video because if you're wondering about the corruption in uh, our government, this is a lot of where it's coming from. So if we could. Put that video up there. That would be super cool. Is charm. this the that
1: U.S.-Israel relationship? Is that right?
3: It's the uh, proisraelamerica.org. Okay. It's the 1.34-minute video. Yeah. Got it.
0: America and Israel are two great democracies with shared values We're not and mutual, mutual interests. we democracies, and we don't have shared Most values. Most Americans support a close relationship for our countries. We need pro-Israel members of Congress to keep our partnership strong, and we can't take their support for granted. You can help elect pro-Israel candidates by joining Pro-Israel America. Go to proisraelamerica.org to learn more about the issues, which candidates are pro-Israel, and how you can help them. Join Pro-Israel America for free by adding your name and email address. Select the candidates you want to support in your party, in your state, or anywhere. And fill out one easy form to make contributions. When we work together, we send a clear signal for our pro-Israel values. It's that simple. We'll keep our members updated about pro-Israel candidates, their elections, and ways you can help. Together, we can strengthen the U.S.-Israel relationship.
1: You know what, Lynn? yes what is the what is the deal here why do we why why are we focused on everybody else but, but governing ourselves and getting rid of the trash and the dictators that we have in DC and in our state governments this is ridiculous this yeah, is absolutely it, ridiculous. It, it
3: absolutely is now if you look at who they're endorsing for 2022 you will see the uh the controlled opposition, you're going to see Republicans, you're going to see Democrats. And, you know, if you want to look at what their issues are, you can go and look at that. Um, but we're going to be moving quickly. So that's why I wanted to just say that'll be in the archives. The next biggest funder for Rubio is known as the GEO Group. Uh, they are a private global business team dedicated to what? Mental health and private prisons. And if that's not a, a message with a writing on the wall, I don't know what is.
1: I was going to say, those kind of things, do they go hand in hand for these people?
3: They, they do. Well, think about the shows that we've done where we were talking about the internment camps for those who didn't comply. Yeah. Which, is, which has been a, a while back. But anyway, so yeah, this is his next biggest funder. And Florida, I can tell you from firsthand experience, has a huge prison system uh through the state and we're also seeing a lot of it become privatized as well so ah, yeah lots of fun but yeah this is uh this is and this is part of what is woven in to this bipartisan safer community team it absolutely is now we're going to go to a a Very short Facebook video that I did when this uh, stupid bill became a law. It's going to be distorted visually, but you want to hear what it is I say. Well, hi, everyone. Linda Diva just wanted to see if you had heard of the new public law. Now, this became law in uh, late June of 2022, and this is called the bipartisan Let me scroll back up. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Now, before I get into the text and what we need to be concerned about, uh, just today, Secretary Cardona, uh, Department of Education, had this statement to say, and this was his press release, okay? U.S. Secretary of Education Dr. Miguel Cardona issued the below statement following a White House event commemorating the passage of the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Now, here's the quote The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is an important step toward addressing years of inaction and indifference in response to heartbreaking gun violence in our schools and communities. At the U.S. Department of Education, we will work diligently to invest the more than two billion dollars provided under this law to improve mental health supports for students and expand access to school-based health services. We will also assist the states and districts in using these resources to invest in evidence-based practices that support safe schools. Now, thanks to the months of conversation already underway between my team and the colleagues at the Department of Health and Human Services, as well as the Biden-Harris administration, we have a head start on efforts to break down barriers faced by school-based health providers in delivering mental health supports and services to students in need. Educators, families, students, and communities should be full partners in the implementation of this bill. While this legislation won't stop every act of gun violence in our country, it provides more tools to toughen up background checks, prevent needless tragedies, and to save lives. He closes with, I want to thank the countless students, families, and educators who continue to stand together to call for change and commend those in Congress with the courage to answer President Biden's call to action that it's now time to get to work. Now, okay. Did you notice, first of all, we know the Department of Education is totally unconstitutional, but so is the Department of Health and Human Services. We know that Safe School was uh, written into the Every Student Succeeds Act. We also know that the data mining that goes on between those with guns and the mental health has been messed with as well to widen the net to get more people, not just those who mean harm to others, but to get other people as well. So, yes, this is a big deal. Now, coming over here to this public law, 117-159, formerly known as Senate Bill 2938. And let me tell you, this uh, was Senator Marco Rubio's little baby. This was introduced back in 2021, but it didn't become law until June 25th of this year. Okay. Now, if you look at the particular uh, website called congress.gov and you type in uh, public bill uh, excuse me, Public Law 117159, or you use the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, it should pull it up for you. and You'll be able to see that this is a mega monster bill, meaning it's got several divisions, several subsections, several, um, all kinds of things in here. Now, under Division A, right after the Table of, com- of uh, Contents, Here we have Division A, mental health and firearms provisions. Title I, children and family mental health Accesses. All right, expansion of community mental health services demonstration program, Medicaid and telehealth. So there we go with the uh, artificial intelligence, the biometrics, supporting access to healthcare services in our schools, review of state implementation, of Early and Periodic Screening, Diagnostic and Treatment Services. And then finally, under that particular title, Pediatric mental health care access grants. Now, since I cannot open the PDF to see the exact page numbers and language, I cannot tell you how draconian this is gonna be, but just from these title descriptions, you should be able to be seeing that the social and emotional learning garbage is going to absolutely be woven in. And again, this is in the name of safety. Title II, Firearms. First thing off the bat, juvenile records. Then they go into definition, use of more grants, stop illegally trafficking, and then uh misdemeanors as far as for domestic violence. Title three is other stop matters. There. They're going to You know Lynn, I think Lynn, yeah, I think folks get the idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One other thing, you know, Philly was mentioned um <clears throat> In the chat, HR forty three fifty came out trying to give all this power to the executive branch, and we and we did cover that on the on the website, Philly. Just to let you know, there, mm-hmm. th- we do have some stuff on the website. But those things do go hand in hand because all this authority is being usurped by DC. This is the mm-hmm. whole problem. Whether it's education, whether it's you getting a job, whether it's your kid in school or whether it's them just taking power for themselves or saying, oh, we can delegate it to the other branches. No, we specifically separated the branches up so you couldn't do that.
3: Exactly. Absolutely. Now, I don't know that we're going to take the time, excuse me, to see all the uh, Twitter images that I uploaded. Those will be in the archives. But if you know anything about the Watchdog Network that connects to education. We know that we had Charlotte Iserby, another lovely lady, Anita Hogue in Pennsylvania. Uh, She got into being a watchdog because of the mental health manipulation that was going on. She was the one who exposed that Pennsylvania was a test dummy state for a lot of this. And she fought back. She has been uh, before Congress. She has been been before almost every state in the nation, uh, under testimony, and expert witness on why we don't need to keep ramping up the mental health draconian measures. And so she and I were trading uh, tweets, if you will, on Twitter. And I know not everyone has access to this, but she took my one tweet that was, hey, did you know there was $2 billion uh, hidden for education in this particular law? And she took and ran with it as far as all the horrible mess that is connected to that and so real briefly, she just went in and said, you know, I'm going to show you the page number of what all this is going to pay for with the documentation. She went in to tell you that this is going to rope in not only your special needs children, but your response to intervention, your multi-tiered support services, all the things that we've been saying since the uh, days of Betsy DeVos, because if you remember, we did a I did an article on the it was called Dollars Before Dears. It was all tied into that uh, resilience movement or the grit, the tenacity and all the social and emotional manipulation through that. So it ties back into that as well. But it also tells you, Tim, in this particular bipartisan Safer Community Act that through the Department of Education, they're going to use an education related website that's in the government's uh, jurisdiction to be the clearinghouse for the national data rate that's about to kick in to high gear through this bill to track not only your mental health activities, but your firearm activities. And as far as the juvenile records, it's lowering the age to 16 just wanted to throw that out. So, yeah. And I have included the particular PDF version of this new uh, de facto rule. It's only 32 pages. So, when I said it was um, draconian in measure and it was an omnibus, usually omnibus bills are like 1,000 pages or 3,000 pages. This one's 32, but it's what they put in those 32 pages, Tim, that is off the charts. Insane.
1: Yeah, they often do that, don't they? They often put a bunch of yeah. things in there. And you're talking about these things where they they have a jurisdiction. Do they really mm-hmm. have jurisdiction there, or is that another place where they've usurped their authority and said oh, we it's have jurisdiction? Absolutely
3: there. been usurped. So yeah. with all that, we're going to go in and we're going to talk about. Let me give you the. Let's see, thirty-two pages. I'm just going to read off my notebook, okay?
0: Yep.
3: Uh, it does not Okay. The reason this entire bill was even opened up was to designate two buildings in Florida, Tim, as National Registry uh, uh, designated buildings, Florida and California. And then they go into, oh, yeah, by the way, since we're here and we're designating these two buildings that have absolutely nothing to do with what's to follow, let's go ahead and open up Pandora's box some more and But, you know, we'll go ahead and throw all this stuff in. So it lumped in the Safer Communities. All right. On page two, it's going to lump in your Social Security Act and use 10 states, Tim, as demonstrative pilot states for this Safer Community Act. And if it goes well, after they've thrown so much money at it, guess what? They're going to trot it out for the rest of the states. Okay. Okay. So you're going to see that Division A is the mental health and firearms provisions, as I've said. All right. Section 11001 expands community health, uh, mental health. So think about this. We've talked about how much the Every Student Succeeds Act increased the community-wide mental health overreaches, both from people who were not medically trained to those who are. And this is going to expand it even more, okay? Then it's going to go into the telehealth and Medicaid. This will lump in your children's health insurance program, which is also used in the Every Student Succeeds Act as far as how much funding your school gets. Because remember, this is not about the public school students. This is about every Person in your community, whether you uh, participate in the public school system or you just pay taxes for it. Okay. Now, on page five, you're going to see the strategies which they will use. You will see on page um, five, the services in the schools, which will include early diagnostic of every child and screenings for them, as well as doling out treatments for them. So, remember how I've said whether you actually have. a a mental health issue or not, these assessments, these uh, screenings are going to create a problem for you. And Anita goes into that as well in her tweets and in her research. So we need to really be watching out for this. Now, it will tell you it's going to partner the Health and Human Services and the Education Together as partners. Then on page six, it's going to rope in every other school entity. So let's say... Uh, you have, as a school entity, you have an after-school club with an ideology that you don't agree with. Guess what? They're counted as a school entity. And through the Safer Community Act, they will be able to have funds to go help with the uh, mental health uh, push. Just wanted to throw that out there. It will put the states under more federal guidance. And any the feds use guidance for the states, it means Strings, ropes, mandates—it's just and, and oh yes, technical assistance. That's that's where they hide a lot of them.
1: But biblical counseling will not be allowed.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It also goes after those with IEPs. That's for your individual uh, education program for your special needs students. So it's going to go after them as well. Uh, the section one one oh oh five on pe- uh, near page nine will talk about your pediatric early stage mental health care access grants. So in other words, we're going to give lots and lots of money, Tim, to the states to go after your babies for mental health alignment. And it will tell you on page eight, $5 million for this particular program. It goes on to tell you that it will amend the Every Student Succeeds Act. Now here's something it's going to use for these care access grants for your your babies, $9 million for fiscal year. They backdated this to 2018 to cover their backside and then made it current to 2022. And then for 2023 through 2027 fiscal year, they're bumping it up to $31 million. So why do we have Congress covering their backside financially in this law? Why has no one called this out? If we backdated our records to cover our butt, do you think that would go sight unseen and unpunished? Absolutely not.
1: Yep, you're exactly right.
3: Absolutely. Okay, for the firearms, let's get there because I know a lot of people are concerned about the Second Amendment, all right? The juvenile records... Uh, That will be on page 10. It will, like I said, go for 16 years and up now. It will also give you on page 11 how the unique identifier number will be assigned to everyone. And this uh, is something that Anita was talking about when she said this national clearinghouse and it is in there. It will also amend your Brady Act. And it also gives on page twelve a sunset clause for all, all this uh, tracking, supposedly to stop in twenty thirty two. Well, how convenient is that? Because supposedly we're supposed to own nothing to be happy by twenty thirty. So two years after, why would we need a gun?
1: Yeah, it isn't like they're going to be getting rid of. Uh, they're going to be getting rid of weapons. There, there's just no way for them to do that. They can try all they want. They've been trying for I know decades. They're not going to yeah. get rid of all the guns. They're just not going to do it.
3: Well, absolutely. And remember, uh, you know, right to bear arms doesn't necessarily mean a firearm. That's right. That's right. It it doesn't. Now, um, let's keep going, because on uh, Section 12003, the burn grants for state interventions, this will ramp up. The use of the court system. And on page 13, you will see where it says the state now has the right to go in and have court, and they're going to list a few of the court systems they'll use, and then they'll tell you, but not limited to. And those will be mental health courts, drug courts, and courts for veterans. None of what this a slap in the face to our Many women who gave of themselves to, to supposedly keep us free.
1: What, what is mental health courts? Isn't this isn't this going way beyond what the Fifth Amendment allows them to be going along? I mean, we're talking about I crime believe, is I what they're supposed so. to be doing. This I is Orwell's. So. Yeah, this is Orwell's. Um, you know, whole idea about thought police. I mean, that sounds yeah. like what it is.
3: Yeah, and on pages thirteen and fourteen, and this is a big question. And someone who has. Uh, uh, Experience with the the lawyer, you might want to have them weigh in on this because it tells you it will it will take away your pre-deprivation and post-deprivation rights. I don't even know what that means, but it's written in the bill. It will also tell you that it's going to make domestic violence a misdemeanor. And on page 20, you get, oh, you're gonna love this. You're gonna get the government-defined definition of what dating is.
1: Okay, so they can define dating, but uh, excuse me, they can't define what a woman is. Is that am I getting that correct?
3: Uh pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely you sure are. This is are. crazy.
1: Oh, this is just it, crazy. But this
3: is what has been signed into de facto rule, dude. I'm not kidding. The nuts okay. are
1: running the nut house.
3: They sure are. All right. uh Other matters. This is usually where they hide the kitchen sick at uh, sink and this is no exception. Uh, page twenty one. You will see for fiscal year twenty twenty one was struck, and they inserted fiscal year twenty twenty two. Again, we're backdating our funds, and it went from five million dollars for twenty twenty one up to seven point five billion for fiscal year twenty twenty two, which we're almost out of. But remember, when this bill was first trotted out, before it became de facto rule, we were still well into that fiscal year. But yeah, we're almost out. So what are they going to do for the next time? But what is that money for? It's to expand Medicaid. Oh, yes, because we haven't expanded it enough. It is going to rope in the Luke and Alex School Safety Act, which is uh, going to be seen on page 23 that will give you the parameters. And oh, yes, by the way, we're going to stick in more Orwellian data tracking of your schools and your students. Incredible. Absolutely. Now, by the end of this particular bill, you're going to see that the School Improvement uh, Fund will get over a billion dollars and it will attach itself to Title 4A and 6B of the Every Student Succeeds Act, or as they love to go back and refer to it, as the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965. Now, here's the thing that, that and I'm going to get back to what that money is going to be used for, but let me point out. It has it always been hilarious to me ever since the uh, Every Student Succeeds Act was signed into de facto rule that instead of calling it the Every Student Succeeds Act as it was rebranded, they continually go back and reference it as the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965. Do you know why they do that? They won't even honor the the mess that they've made, but they'll go back and honor this old one, and that is by honoring the old one, amending the old one, by default, it brings in everything that came after it. Because the Every Student Succeeds Act did not replace the Elementary and Secondary Education Act. It embedded it even further. So that's why they always cite the former version, but not the new version. So by the time it gets through with this money, it's going to say that the Secretary of Education can have this money to use for school safety in your community as long as he sets up programs to expand the net by which your community will be under to be safe. And then if that's not enough, the other billion goes in for safe school and citizenship education. This is on page 30 that you'll find this. Now, it doesn't define whose idea the citizenship education is. Is this going to be in American values, or is this going to be in the collectivism with the United Nations? That wasn't defined, but it will tell you, oh yes, here's going to be a billion dollars for this, but of this billion dollars, Cardona has to use $500 million, Tim, for more school-based mental health services, not just for those in the school, in the desk, but those in the school who are leading, those who are related to anyone in that school, which would mean your family. It also will have to use $500 million for mental health services under a professional demonstration grant program, which we've gone over what grants are before. When the government uses them, especially in the name of education, they're glorified loans that will somehow have to be paid back. And then on page 31, you're going to see the pay-as-you-go system, or the fascist model of government is brought in. And let's see, uh, other appropriations in this this, uh, kitchen sink section. The Department of Justice, mainly for the FBI, will get $100 million to help coordinate with the Safer Communities Act, which was, again, bipartisan and bicameral. On pages 26 and 27, you will see that your state and local law enforcement activities got a whopping 1%. $4 billion to track you. Uh, Page 27, you will see that all community-oriented policing activities, such as stop school violence, will get a whopping amount of money as well. We'll see that Department of Health and Human Services will get $800 million for surveilling you through your medical systems, block grants for Project AWARE, $240 $240 million, which we've been over on our shows before about Project AWARE and how that goes after the uh, Second Amendment gun safety, school violence, all through your school. Uh, block Grants, $120 million to mentally help train uh, those in the medical field. And then on page 29, $80 million more for your pediatric mental health services as conducted through the Department of Education. That's what's hiding in thirty two pages.
1: Lots of stuff there, Lynn. Yeah. Lots, Lots of stuff. What 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 else what else is going on here? Um because we're gonna have some uh some of your documents out of the oh. from the Brady Law. Yeah. Um, Let me
3: yeah, let me go back now that I've finished with my notebook. Let okay. me thank you because that's <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, I give you the article I did in 2018. You've already shown it the dollars before dears. Then Anita Hogue's previously published work on identifying the illegal uses of psych text in the classroom. Uh, this is on Americans, uh, americaseducationwatch.org it's the first scribbed article that she goes over so tim if you want to take a couple of minutes and just point out a couple of things that anita brought to the table this is absolutely huge
1: yeah the um she says how can this part right here how can parents identify
3: yeah,
2: yeah legal right psych
1: there. techniques in the classrooms of america uh, the political hot potato is testing what shouldn't be tested on your children. It is called a grit that's not those little you know corn things that you eat that you Mm-mm. warm them up and stuff. Grit is the new hot potato. Ah, they played off of the words there. Why? Because it is illegal. It is based on the Common Core social, emotional, and behavioral standards that are illegal. This is being done without full disclosure and written informed parental consent. Oh, that sounds like what they're trying to do with the shots. They're doing it with the education system. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Parents, the social and emotional and behavioral aspects of your children are being monitored, evaluated, and coded. Interventions are being performed without your written permission or consent. Sometimes the names for this are changed to such flowery phrases as mindsets, character development, citizenship, grit, or even civics. This tactic effectually catches some parents off guard. Why? Because it sounds so good. Do we really know what is being tested and taught in America's classrooms? Do you know what data is being collected on your child? Education has moved away from academics. There is now a full focus on personality with teaching and testing. The goal is changing the social, emotional, and behavioral personality traits of your child. The whole child, as -hmm. they refer to it. Head, heart, and hand becomes the focus of the federal government. The recently passed federal ESSA, the Every Student Succeeds Act, is the latest draconian effort to test and teach values, attitudes, beliefs, and dispositions. In other words, they're setting up a religion. That's what they're doing. They're establishing Mm -hmm. a religion, which they're not supposed to be doing. This was legislated as the new education law in December 2015. The National Governors Association and Chief State School Officers, who copyrighted the original Common Core, which was developed by ACT, added dispositions or grit to the Common Core. Academics play second fiddle. They are diluted, missing, and dumbed down. The ultimate goal is to squash all individualism in America. Parents beware. This falls under mental health. It is psychological conditioning. It also happens to be illegal the way they are doing this on children in the United
3: States. Yep. There you go. So you'll have that wonderful resource. Uh, You'll also see from my archives from 2017, two articles about the telehealth and the Medicaid expansion through telehealth or e-health. I know that a lot of states are using e-health through the schools supposedly to get to all those rural uh communities uh, it's a setup it absolutely is so you'll have those two articles as well as far as the brady act if you want to look at what it is supposed to do and then go in and see how it's amended through this new de facto rule you'll have that as well you'll have to go to the um bureau of uh firearms i believe it is the atf yes yeah. So, you'll have to go through there. And then, also for you, will be a document from the World Bank that explains why we all need to go. Sorry about that. Why we all need to go to unique identifier numbers to be able to uh, track us, which leads into national IDs because we can't go anywhere that the government can't. know trackers or that's what they're trying to set up uh you'll also see yeah there it is right there that is the how to use those unique identifier numbers and that reminds me uh, a few years ago north carolina trotted out what was known as a common follow-up number for our students uh, and that was cradle to grave. So it didn't matter what education background you came from. Let's say, you know, you weren't in the public system, but you were homeschooled. The second you entered either the uh, public school system through community college or dual enrollment or a four-year university, you too got a unique identifier number or common follow-up number that follows you all the way to where you work. And if you didn't go to higher education, let's say you went straight into work, that's when you would get assigned that number as well. So, yeah. Yeah. It's already been in the works. Uh, This just ramps it up exponentially. As far as the pediatric mental health section of uh, the Every Student Seeds Act, I give you the link. for It tells you what exactly that was supposed to be. This was Section 4001, and this will tell you what that is supposed to be. It will tell you, uh, and this was what I wanted to know, well, who the heck are Luke and Alex? Because this is uh, who they're... This is part of the name of the School Safety Act that's also embedded. That was something that Senator Rubio also trotted out, and these were two guys who were uh, shot down in the Parkland shooting. So that's why they um, they have a name in this particular bill. Okay, so you'll have the access to that. All right, you've already shown the clearinghouse for the school safety. That is the one website that Anita was telling us that in this. Particular bipartisan, safe, um, safe community act that will be the clearinghouse by which everything goes through. So, uh, you know, more data tracking as far as what the US government defines as children's mental health. I also give you that publication that is going to be from the National Institutes for Mental Health. Uh, So I just find it horrible that they're going to sit here and define what mental health and childhood is instead of just realizing that not every child has a mental health condition. Sometimes they're just being kids.
1: Well, and this is coming out of the same National Institute for Health uh, that gave us the convicts, too. So just people keep that in mind. This is the same the
3: same group. Absolutely. If you want to look at the community oriented law enforcement programs like the stop violence, I give you a link for that because those go into grants. And this particular website is devoted to telling you how you can take the Fed money, Tim, and use it to beef up your area. We don't need help with people pointing us to where to get federal funding, because what that does is it props up more of the let's go eat the government cheese. Let's go take the government. That's exactly you know? right. We don't need that. All right. So i give you that. As far as the appropriations for the Department of Education, uh, the Title IV Section A definition and the Title VI B definition, you're going to get both of those because that will tell you exactly what those are supposed to to set up. And you can see how those will play into this new Safer Community Act. Uh, The CHIP funding, how it ties to education, I give you the link for that. Uh, I give you the common follow-up money article that I did for North Carolina, the telehealth articles, there are are many of them, the Medicaid and education. I have a ton of those as well. Project AWARE, the connections to uh, not only education, but the attack on the Second Amendment. I give you all those particular articles, the Resilient Cities and the Mental Health Grab, which this particular Safer Community Act will absolutely go after, give you all the resources for that. And then actually, Anita Hoag's long list of education watchdog activities. So you can see why you need to give credence to what she has to say when she weighs in on what things like what you've read, or things like this particular bipartisan safe act.
1: Yeah, yeah, boy, this is a, this is a lot of stuff. I mean, for many of us, who are listening, and I know many of us who are listening homeschool our kids anyway. We're not we're not necessarily in the system, and many of us are in the private side of things. So so it's it's not like and we don't we're not taking the government cheese. But at the same time, this is going on all around us, so it's gonna mm-hmm. have an impact. And this is the this is the more concerning thing. It's having an impact on families that are doing it, which are tons more than us who are not doing it, uh, going in, and they're completely oblivious to what this is. They they have the mentality, well, I'm getting the best education that, you know, public education, I can't afford a private school, and even if they can, they're going to get the same kind of stuff, and I can't afford a charter school, and they're going to get the same kind of stuff, and they're going to get the cheese to go with that. And all of that is impacting the families around us. When... God has been very clear. The family mm-hmm. is to be the instructors, the educators, the teacher of God's law. They're to have God's law in their heart. They're to be the ones are teaching, not these agents of the state doing that. And again, if you want to find out where that is, that's in Deuteronomy 6. We promote that constantly because that's what God has called us to. If we're not going in that direction of teaching our children and educating our own children, then as far as I'm concerned, that is a sin because that's a command of the Lord that we're to be doing. And so I want to encourage people, repent of that, do what you can. I know some people are in some situations. I get it. Maybe yeah. you're a single parent or whatever the case may be. You know what? The church should have been there helping single parents stay at home with their kids, being able to teach them and grow them for the next generation of those who will be in the church. But sadly, the church has dropped the ball on that, just like they've dropped the ball on a lot of things. Lynn, we got about 20 seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you.
3: Okay. com. If you wish to financially bless any of the work that I do for you, there is a donate button, and that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and uh, usual social media outlets, uh, you can find me there as well.
1: All right, Lynn Taylor, we appreciate you very much. All the hard work you put in to educate us on some things so that we can wage war on what's going on at least make a stand in some way or another guys Bradley will be back with you at 3 o'clock sonsoflibertymedia.com and in the morning we'll see you bright and early Lord willing 6am adios